Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And I made my wife play Dave the Diver. I really made you play Dave the Diver, and we're going to start this one off apologizing ahead of the time. We both have colds. Yes. And uh, we're coming out of them, but I sound stuffed up still. I'm, I'm slightly stuffed up. It's just the left side of my nose. Yeah, so we will keep the coughing and sniffling to a minimum, but uh, it's there. Apolo- so. Apologies. We're, we're gross. So anyway, yeah, we played a game about a fat guy diving in the ocean. And running a sushi restaurant. And running a sushi restaurant. I'll read a quick synopsis so we can dive in. Dave, an overweight diver, is asked to take partial ownership of a new sushi bar. The task requires him to be the provider of the freshest ingredients the sea has to offer by going and getting them each day. During the day he dives, at night the sushi bar is run. All the people, including sea people, keep Dave busy as he goes on his seafaring adventures. Yes, you're at the blue hole, which is this mysterious part of the island that changes every time you dive into it. I think there's an actual blue hole in the ocean. Probably. That just, The ocean is gigantic. It's there, gigantic. Plus, there's more than one. Yeah, so. it's just really clear waters. Yeah, there's really clear <laughs> waters, and then it's just a giant blue hole. I think they based it off that. But, Probably. You know, it's the rest of it's just made up for the most part. Uh, Dave the Diver was released June 28th, 2023 on Steam and Windows PC. Uh, We played it on the Steam Deck. We did. I said put a fishy review here, please. So you made me get reviews per normal. Mm -hmm. On Metacritic, it has an 89 from critics and an 8.0 from users. Okay, yep. There were no straight up negative reviews on Metacritic as well, just in FYI. It was all positive and then like four mixed Reviews. You're going to be buzzing like crazy, aren't mm-hmm, you? Probably. Sorry, everybody. Okay. And we have a clickety-clack dog. Yeah, our dog finally just sat down, so there won't be clickety-clacks in the background. Okay, so I went to IGN for both. IGN positive. Diving into the blue hole is where the literal and figurative meat of the adventure happens. You'll use a harpoon, guns, and nets to capture and kill fish to be turned into sushi and explore even deeper, inevitably leading to action-packed confrontations with aggressive sharks, navigating ancient ruins filled with simple puzzles, and fighting off over-the-top bosses like a massive hermit crab using a monster truck as a shell. Tracking down and collecting all manner of sea life is a compelling and zen-like game of hide-and-seek where you're rewarded for bringing your quarry down with as little brute force as possible by mastering Dave the Diver's simple but satisfying combat. Yeah, it's pretty fair, actually. Yes. All right, what's our negative? I'm going to make you put this on silent. I thought it was on silent. (laughs) Well, it's on silent, still vibrating. Oh, okay. Well, I'll hold it so it'll be be better. Okay. IGN negative, which honestly isn't terribly negative, but it's the, the best I could find. Fighting silly, enormous bosses and solving simple press-that-switch-to-open-the-path puzzles offers a nice change of pace from spearfishing, even if both are too easy to provide any kind of meaningful challenge, and no difficulty options are available to bump it up. There's definitely some very cool novelty in taking down a giant squid at the bottom of the ocean, but since nearly every boss can be killed by learning their pattern and inhibiting them three times, the break from the norm is usually short-lived. Similarly, while the plot developments that are usually involved in story-heavy puzzle sections are usually worth the trouble, the actual puzzles are mostly effortless busy work, like a few sections where you redirect beams of light off of mirrors, but the solutions become obvious literally the moment you see them. Yeah, they are 
pretty simplistic in terms of what you're doing for the most part. Mm -hmm. I was less enthused about the puzzle elements and more very happy about the actual normal gameplay of the game. Yeah, the, the catching the fish so that you can stock the sushi restaurant that you help run at night, which is incredibly stressful until you can hire staff to help out because mm -hmm. you are an overweight man trying to run back and forth and deliver things. Yes. And it, it, you, you're an overweight man, so you're, you don't move fast. Your stamina is not very good. <laughs> no, harsh. your stamina is not good, even when you have the help. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do this a little weird because there's a lot to talk about on this game. There's a little, but a lot is how I'm going to put it. So I'm going to talk about the gameplay and then we can kind of flow into it a little bit at okay, that point. Okay, I have some notes that I added in in okay, various places. Okay, yeah, so we'll start with gameplay and we can kind of flow from there. Uh, I'll read it a little bit and we can kind of talk about it. Dave the Diver has you exploring the sea during the day. Uh, each day you can dive two separate times during the morning and afternoon, and later on you can dive once at night, taking up a, some of your sushi bar time, but to get night diving and get specialty fish that way. Yeah, you... Use up a third of the night, and then you still have two thirds where you can do the sushi restaurant, so you can still make money that day. Yes, but you can get up to three times diving in a day for the most part. Yes. Uh, at night, Dave helped run the sushi bar by serving, cleaning, and pouring drinks. There are other small minor mechanics that we're going to touch on, but the game is a 2D... I, I said platformer, that's not correct. It's a 2D action game, I would say. Uh with permanent upgrades that can be purchased or temporary ones that are found each day. The bar management, you can hire and help run the bar more efficiently as you pick the dishes being served each night and help run the place. You can also upgrade those dishes. The guns, you can actually permanently upgrade the starting power of that gun yes, or whatever weapon you choose to take in. There's hush darts or tranquilizers, basically. Tranquilizer dart, there's a shock dart, a lightning dart um sniper rifle the one that shoots three bullets at once that's like a shotgun kind yeah, of yeah a shotgun uh there's a grenade launcher yeah grenade launcher and then when you get farther into the game there's elemental ones as well but those were like so far into the game that like i didn't care at that point of like oh i should try to no yeah, so there's a lot of other gaming mechanics we're actually going to talk about a little bit later on because there's a greater point. But the game, when you first get into it through about, I'd say, midway, is basically Moonlighter in the Sea. And it's a, it way, a good way of putting it's it. It's exactly, it is Moonlighter, but in the sea. You dive for fish, so you go to the caves or whatever it was in Moonlighter yep. the, and do that until you basically die. <laughs> like, you can't find any more oxygen or you're overloaded with the amount of fish that you can carry. Mm -hmm. And you have two times to do that during the day, so two loads, and then you go back to the restaurant at night or your shop in Moonlighter and restock with whatever for the day. Yeah, and you sell And you those, make money that yeah, way. Yeah, and you make money, and you can upgrade... In this game, you can upgrade the dishes he serves. If you have enough fish, he can come up with a creative... Yeah, if you have the ingredients, you can up them, and it gets you more money, better taste points... And something else along with it is it, I don't likes want to say it's likes. Yeah, you get more likes per dish. Yeah, but they have an inst Instagram app that's Cooksta, so it's all about restaurants. So you have to get certain levels from that for your restaurant, which is how many people you can hire to help run it. Which we're going to, uh, which I would like to even juxtapose here that like this game, 
has a lot going on. It does. And early on, it masks it. It does. And then it just throws a ton at you. So I think I'm gonna, I want to kind of skip the genre of the game and go into it, unless you have greater points up here that you want to touch on first. Um, I had a note of various weapons and upgrades through your phone. But we oh, yeah. can talk about those later. Yeah, well, you, uh, you upgrade the weapons. So there's actual... All the characters are actually well thought out. Let's go to that. The yes. characters in the game are actually very funny. Cobra is the one who you hop on his boat and he takes you out to fish. He's like your quote-unquote business partner. Mm -hmm. Bancho is the... The sushi mm -hmm. chef who is... He's amazing. Who's the heavyset guy that makes your weapons? Do you remember his name? Oh. Duff? Duff is the anime-obsessed neckbeard, as some, one of the reviews I read called him. He's very much a neckbeard. Yeah, but the cutscenes for upgrading your weapons, upgrading your sushi, all this, all the little mini cutscenes are hysterical. Yeah, I have that down later. One of the best ones is when you're upgrading a dish for the first time. Like You'll get a cutscene the first time you're upgrading a dish that day, and it's Boncho sharpening a knife, and then it just like pans over to a horrified fish in the background oh, yeah, he, and then cuts to dark. Yeah, because it, it watches, the fish watches the knife he sharpens cut a petal in half by floating past the knife. Yes. And, yeah, and it's one of it's the funniest. It's just a horrified fish. <laughs> like, oh God. It's so funny. <laughs> I had to watch that one most of the time when it came up because that was your favorite. It still is my favorite. It's one of the funniest <laughs> cutscenes. And there's a scene when you're upgrading a weapon where he... The heavy set guy dives into the sea and shoots a target underwater, and then flips his hair out. It's yes, really that was funny. fantastic too. All of the cutscenes are fantastic. They're really good, and the characters are actually pretty funny, even when you're not uh, talking to them. They they have really funny robotic voices. Yes, especially some of the. I'm going back to the cutscenes. The ones, the cutscenes where you have the different. Uh, challenges from the other chefs. So, like the people that have tried Boncho's food in the past, and they're yeah. like, this was horrible. <clears throat> like the deep fried shark head that looks disgusting. And the lady comes back and tries it, and just the cutscene for that is just. <laughs> She's floating and singing in harmony with everything. Yes. They're, it's hysterical. They're fantastic. So, cutting into what <clears throat> we're going to call a little bit of the negative of this game, or the major negative point of this game is they start adding way too many elements from other games that were not necessary. For me, at least. So it starts... I'll kind of dive into it since mm -hmm. I, I played it. <laughs> dive into it. Nah, it's, it's, it's very good. It's, it's very much Moonlighter. And you get two times fishing, and then you run the sushi restaurant and you make money that way. And then you can upgrade. You can increase your cargo space. You can increase your oxygen because your oxygen is also your health, which was awesome. You didn't have to worry about monitoring something else mm -hmm. alongside your oxygen. And then Dr. Bacon, who we have not talked about yet, mm -hmm. is like, oh yeah, there's some sort of relic of the sea people that may or may not exist. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool little side quest. But no, that's like the main story mission of is you helping the sea people because of an issue with something... With earthquakes happening. Earthquakes happening, and their people are getting sick, and the water's too warm, and like that just goes in a completely different direction than you think it's going to go. And then halfway through, they introduce a farming simulator. So they do... Early on, there's a fish farm, which yes, is not a actually a big farm. deal, because it literally just any fish that you catch, there's a potential for an egg... And it automatically goes there. They automatically grow. If you have two of the same fish, then they mate. Once it hits 100% capacity in that particular space that you have, which you can expand it as well, 
they start stop growing. So then you have to go and you either sell the fish there or you can send them to meat at the sushi restaurant. So if mm-hmm. you don't manage to catch any fish because you're doing main story stuff. You have the fish farm. You have the fish farm. And it's it's not intrusive in my it's opinion. It's not. No. So you just like go there in the mornings and f- fix whatever you need to fix and then go out and swim. Yep. And the nice thing is that anything you do before you dive, like there's no time limit on it you're not wasting time in the day like stardew valley you wake up at 6 a.m and then it's 6 10 yeah all of a sudden it starts moving yeah. yeah this game lets you whatever you're doing you dive into the sea and then when you return to the boat is when that section of the day ends so yeah. that's very cool yep so halfway through then they do the farming simulator because you need to get this particular kind of rice for a particular dish for this challenge that's coming up. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't really need a farming sim in a game that's already a fishing simulator. Yeah. But okay, that's fine. And it wasn't too it wasn't really mechanically rich. You just clear weeds and pick rice. And pick rice. And then they introduced vegetables for a different thing. So then you have vegetables that you also have to go and water every single day. And then after that, you make it to the Sea People Village. And then there's a bunch of things to help people there. There's mini games there. There's seahorse racing. I did that once and was like, I don't have the capacity to even think about this. Yeah, no. There was another mini game you could play with uh, Duff with his anime concert. Yes. That Um, was hysterical. That was very funny. And then they're like, you could play this on your phone. (coughs) And you're like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And there's just, there was too much halfway to two-thirds of the way through the game that they just introduced that I'm like, I don't I don't need a farming sim. I already have the fish farm and running the sushi restaurant. And then with what, like an hour and a half to go in the main story, they introduced that you can have a branch. So oh, you can a have a second sushi restaurant that you can staff. I think that was for people who wanted to just keep playing the Probably, game afterward. Yes. They could make as much money, upgrade all the dishes, and have a second branch of the restaurant. Which going. was very cool, but like, I had an hour left of the main story. I'm like, I don't have the time to try to hire out people. Because you didn't bother doing it. No. Because you had other upgrades you wanted to do. Yes. So there was just a lot that they threw at the wall, and it didn't resonate well with either of us i they, feel it didn't yeah it didn't stick the landing most of the game didn't stick for me but the main elements of the game were really good yeah it was fantastic the the main elements of that game to keep the baseline going were perfect in my opinion mm-hmm. up until the rice farm actually the rice portion of the farm didn't bother me that didn't bother me oh and then after you add vegetables then they add chickens because you need eggs like there's just and if you don't show up in the morning you miss out on your egg for the day like it was just too specific and too niche and it was like it felt very much like when you're in year two and a half at stardew valley where like you just want to go make money in the desert but you have to go water all your crops because you don't have iridium sprinklers yet and you have to go pet all your animals and you don't have the auto grabber so you still waste like three hours of the morning yes like i just want to fish in the sea i just want to fish for fish in the sea and like glacier and get some weird fish yeah there were a couple different like areas you could fish there was the blue hole depths there was a limestone cave that you stumbled upon once every couple four or five times four or five dives i think that was when you would get more of the seaweed was when you got the limestone caves Mm -hmm. and then there was um the glaciers no the blue hole 
depths. So you did the blue hole. So it's the blue hole. Well, then shallows. The, the, the shallows. Then it's the depths. Then it's the blue hole depths, which were really boring and very repetitive. Then it's repetitive. the merfolk layer. Yeah. Then, then it's, it's the glaciers. It's the temple, then the glaciers. Yes. And then it's like a volcanic area. Yes, at the very end. Very end. It's more of like a boss run at that point. Yeah, there were also several chase scenes that I absolutely hated that were just... The last boss you beat in two tries. So yeah, you did pretty well. The last boss wasn't bad. It was the giant uh, zombie dude. Zombie merfolk. Yes, that yeah. had like six phases. Yeah, he was awful. And I feel like that was the king that they all worship, and they just kind of brushed over it being anything important. So yeah. I, I think I was reading too far into it at yes. that point. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So, all in all, the game started off excellent and ended okay. It's kind of how I felt about it. Yes, agreed. So, the again, the core elements, if they had just stuck to their guns and did, did that, even if they kept the story part in, but only the mechanic of fishing, fish farm, maybe the rice patties, and left everything else, I would have been fine. Yeah, or if they had introduced the branch, like the second location, halfway through. Instead yeah. of, you know, in at 95%, I would have been like, oh, sweet, now I can make a ton of money. And then maybe introduce more things to upgrade at that point. Because I think the only things I hadn't fully upgraded Your by drone. the end was the drone to get a third one. I don't know if you could get a fourth one. Or... Um, cargo. Yeah, I didn't max out my cargo, but mm. I did oxygen and suit and knife. And weapon and your and my your spear. starting weapon your harpoon, yeah. I had maxed out. Yeah, everything else was kind of cargo. I think you had pretty close. I think I was one away from cargo because I upgraded that a lot because again in the beginning I was just trying to make money at the sushi restaurant. Yeah, you only have a, you have a small carrying capacity and that upgrades as you play through. And when you go farther down, you get more sharks and heavy things, so you really need that because if you go over your weight limit, you really really slow down, and there are prey animals in the depths that will f you up big time yeah like the freaking narwhals yeah the narwhal there is a couple sharks that were really nasty the the razor sharp shark one with a crazy tail oh that one with the crazy tail i don't remember no i was thinking the the long nose the sawhorse shark whatever the saw shark yes those guys i hated those guys those guys were rough What other comments did you have about this? Did you add some other notes for this? Let me see. Oh, yes. So you made a comment about uh, this is a kind of game that stems from other games like Stardew Valley, which we talked about, like Moonlighter. Yes. For sure. I think... I, at least I feel that this game was a really good example, at least early on, of what can be stemmed off of those games. So I, I think pri- even prior to Stardew Valley, you had, um, was it, uh, it wasn't Animal Crossing. It's kind of in that vein, but it, what was it? What was the original game? Now I'm forgetting it. Why am I forgetting the original one? Harvest Moon. Oh, yes. So from the Harvest Moon vein and Animal Crossing, you kind of got this mixture of this adventure thing like zelda with a farming sim and that made stardew valley yes and that spawned a lot of games that took on a different take on those where you adventure during the day and then run a shop at night to make money yes that was moonlighter that was moonlighter and this is kind of a next iteration along those lines and i think they were trying to see what worked 
what didn't work along the way. Yes, I did also enjoy that the ending credits are you basically fishing, but in space. That was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, you had to kill the uh, names of the producers. Yeah, that was awesome. I did not get all of them. Yeah, but you had to go after the aliens. I had, like, six left. But I think that this game is actually a really good example of what you can do correct, even though... And an example of what you can do wrong. Now, it wasn't enough to make us go, well, we're just not playing this anymore. No, it was just like, I don't... There's so much else that I have to focus on. I don't care. It was more of what my thought process was playing the game so a lot of things just kind of got pushed to the side that probably were very interesting like i did not go back and play any any mini games on my phone you didn't need to play them again some of the mini games were fine yeah i didn't think they were bad it just you just they filled in space that didn't need to be there in my opinion especially with the chef versus chef like master chef ones where you had to take control of boncho which was kind of cool except for that was it the fourth one we did where that one section neither of us knew what to do with the controls it was like rotating one way and another and then it would rotate back and like i couldn't that was when i was like i'm sick of all the mini games in this game i'm ready for it to be done yes i think that was my breaking point yeah (laughs) but they do stem from a really good source stardew valley and i hope that this vein and in this genre of game will continue because we're getting a lot of good stuff out of it. Oh yeah. And I'm really excited for the Haunted Chocolatier, but oh my gosh. that's going to be a million years from he now. He announced oh, a couple months ago, I think, that he was taking a break from working on that to work on another semi-large Stardew Valley update, which I think includes another winter festival. That guy just needs to hire somebody. I know. Like a small crew. I feel like he does have a small crew, but like it's just a lot for him. And I think he knows that there is a lot of pressure on the Haunted Chocolatier. Like it's, there's not, every, it's going to find its audience and everybody's going to love it. But like there's still a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, coming after Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Like that game still is selling today. It's still one of the most popular I think it probably is the most popular farming sim adventure game there is. When you were out on call the other night, there was a solid chance I was just going to start a new game of Stardew because I couldn't play Dave the Diver without you. Oh, that would have been hysterical. <laughs> I did not, but I did think it. I do have one other comment before we wrap yeah. up, or uh, if you have other things to talk about. No, it's the... And this is my own like personal... It's not even an issue with this game, but my one little like old man yells at Cloud moment was... The day cycles for this game were too long for me. So (laughs) you're just staring off like, what are you talking about? So like for Stardew Valley or for Moonlighter or Cult of the Lamb, you know, you and I go upstairs at like 10 o'clock to go read and do whatever before we fall asleep. So at like 945, you're like, oh, I can do one more day of Stardew. I can do one more day of Moonlighter because it's only going to take you 12 to 15 minutes to do that run. For Dave the Diver... It depends on how much oxygen you find during your dive and how big your cargo load is. Like, if you catch a bunch of tiny fish, like, you're playing for 30 minutes for... A a singular dive. Yes. And it, it does tell you every time you dive, like, how... What your longest one was, like, your best was, and your deepest, and your largest fish, and how many fish you caught. I actually should look all that up for this, but oh well, we were not thinking proactively. So I'm sure the longest one was probably like 18 or 20 minutes, but that was probably like a boss fight. But most of my runs, like a singular dive, were at least 15 minutes. And there's 
two in a day, plus running the sushi restaurant, which takes, depending on how long it takes you to upgrade all your dishes and put them on the menu, that's at least 10 minutes. So you're looking at 35 minutes for a day. Yeah. So at 940, it's like, well, I can't start another day. I could do one cycle, but then... I'm a completionist kind of person where like, I can't stop in the middle we of the day. We want the full day yeah. done. That's just my personal So thing. I find that, <laughs> yeah, the runs are innately cool. Stardew Valley is a set time. Yes. Moonlighter is, is whenever you're done with that, it goes right to night. So you, the day doesn't end until you go back. It's not like time is moving. Yeah. It's whenever you leave the dungeon. Yeah. And then with... Cult of the Lamb was whenever you died. You died or finished the the, the that area, ride, yeah. which sometimes those were pretty long. Yeah, those could be almost fifteen minutes, depending on how long you took in each room. Yeah, so that that was all dependent. So yeah, I would say they are innately longer in this game. Mm-hmm. That is a fair assessment. I think I'd lump Subnautica in there too, just because it's however much oxygen you had or building or yeah. And Subnautica had a day night cycle, but it didn't really yeah. matter that there Not was so a day night cycle. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to give my score first on okay. this one. I'm going to give this game a... This is going to be a little bit lame, but it's I'm going to say a 7.9. 7. 7.9. It's not quite an 8 for me. Okay. I think the game was very well done. I, I, I never was probably a 10 like you were, <laughs> but I would... Sorry, I'm taking a little bit of your That's thunder, okay. But I, a little bit. I was never a 10... But I probably said I went from like a 9 to a 7.9. It okay. didn't lose that much pointage for me, but it was enough of like too much for me to go, I don't want to pay attention to all of this. Yeah, that's fair. It's like me when I'm playing one of my games and you're like, I can't watch this first person anymore. I, was getting, I wasn't getting sick, but I was like, I can't watch you play another mini <laughs> too, game right Too now. many things going on. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I was excited to watch you fish and do this, but now it's like, now I'm dancing and now I'm doing this. Now I'm, I like the bar running and I like the diving part. Yes. All right. Where'd you end up? This game was a 10 mm-hmm. for the first six to 10 hours of gameplay. And I think it took me just over 20 hours mm-hmm. i think so the f- basically the first half of the game i think it was when it introduced the rice patty where i was like okay i don't need this and now it's a little bit too much so i was like okay it's like a nine five and then every additional thing that it added it kind of just kept going down mm-hmm. but i still really enjoyed it like even with all the extra stuff you had to do before you went to dive I still wanted to catch the most fish so that I could make the most money and go run the sushi restaurant at night. So I give it an eight. It deserves an eight. It does deserve an eight. I, I mean, again, my seven, nine, I'm not trying to be so hard. It just wasn't fully no, like... No, that's understandable. Again, I was at a 10. Yeah. So, and you were at a nine and you went down one. So yeah. I went down two. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed this game and I was so excited in those first 10 hours to be like, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to have another 10 game outside of Breath of the Wild. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you did Hollow Knight was your other 10 and um, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII is very nostalgia based though. Yes. Like there was... So... Uh, Real quick, a game we're not going to review on here, but I'm playing is Baldur's Gate 3. I'm just going to tell you guys that it's a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> I There are some definite flaws with the game, but they are 
really improving every time. Every time I go back, there's a huge patch of the stuff they're fixing, That's the good. stuff they're adding, they're changing, uh, and they're you know just continuing going by fan feedback to fix it. So there's just more to do. There's so many branching pathways. It's worth your time. Yeah, you said that you wanted to start a game with me, and you played it from the Steam Deck onto the TV one night. And later on in the evening, you said something about playing it, and I was like, I hated every second of watching you play combat in that game. I cannot stand it. But since you got it on the PS5 and you did the cloud save, and like it, it's absolutely gorgeous on the PS5, and I've kind of watched you do more combat, like it's better. I will have you try it yeah. with me and see if it's something that you can handle. Yeah. I, I don't care if we just do it casually like yeah. Diablo and then give up on our playthrough together. I sure did give up on Diablo. But if you if you if, if it's something that you'll sit and play and you if you actually enjoy it, we can play it. Yeah. We've got a lot on our docket. Yeah, so you're playing Death Store. I am. I'm probably not quite two thirds of the way through it. So once you get through Death Store, in October, there's Alan Wake. Yes. And Spider-Man comes out, but we're probably going to save that for December, December, everybody. Yeah. So we'll probably have Alan Wake review in November because it comes out the 27th. Yeah, I'm not it's not going to be that. for Halloween. Sorry, we'll have to figure out something else. We'll try to figure out a game for Halloween, probably a shorter one to put something on the... How long is uh, Little Nightmares 2? Because we keep saying we should play that. We keep saying that because the third one's coming out now. Well, it's only five hours. Five hours, Okay, I can probably get through that game pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, The other game I really want to play, Jedi Survivor I'll probably play next year. Yeah, I'm going to see if there's like a Black Friday deal on that and then just nudge you and be like, just buy that for later. Yeah, and then uh, I also want to play Armored Core real bad. Armored Core 6? Yeah, the one that just came out. It actually, it's getting good reviews and is it looks it? pretty good. That's the From Software one yeah. that everybody's like, this is not also, a Souls game. Uh, I want you to play Sea of Stars. Yeah, Stars. should look it up real quick, but I want you to play this game. Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics. Two children of the solstice who can buy powers of the sun and dot, dot, dot. It's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Uh, it looks yeah. phenomenal. I just... We'll watch it. I'll have you watch a video after we. Yeah, we don't need to. Uh, <laughs> People don't uh, need to listen to us watching a video. video. But yeah, I think that's all we got. We we have some games we're gonna play through the rest of the year. We're just really busy. We're redoing our kitchen. We got a whole bunch of stuff Ooh. going on. So we got spots of paint that we tried two different colors and we painted we it. We ripped a million out our areas. island today. We ripped out the top shelving, whatever that was. Yeah, I always call it our liquor cabinet because yeah. that's all that was in there. Liquor, yeah. ca- liquor and towels. Liquor and towels and cookbooks. And cookbooks. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, but we have some games coming up. Death Door will be probably pretty shortly after this podcast come out. Yeah, I'm going to go change into pajamas and probably play it for like an hour and a half tonight. Yeah, get, get a little more time in. It's really good. It is quite excellent. So, uh, we are at Gaming Marriage. Uh, that's on Twitter or X now. Don't call it X. Twitter X. X Twitter. I think somebody has been referring to it as Zitter, X-I-T-T-E-R. That's funny. <laughs> I enjoy that. And then we're uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. We don't even know what our own email address I is. I know. <laughs> but if anyone wants to email us or write us a tweet, we'd love to see if there's any games you recommend that we try, especially if it's not one that's very, very long. We would like to just, you know... Shorter games are good right now. Yeah, they're good right now, especially with our little guy. Yeah, one of us is playing Death Door, which is like 
10 hours and one of us is playing Baldur's Gate, which is like 150. So Mm -hmm. it's so good. I know. It's so darn good. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.